listening to Every Man's Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm co-host Kyle Elliott, my other co-host. Connor Ulrey. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Welcome to episode one of Every Man's Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm co-host Kyle Elliott, and with me... Connor Ulrey. The other co-host of the show. And um, let's go ahead and get started. We're starting with uh, with week... What, what week are we in? I don't know. I'm so this, far This now. was week uh, 10? Yeah. Is it week 10? Yeah. Week 10. Okay. So what's first on the list here? First on the list, we're going to go through uh, this past week's schedule and just talk about some of the big storylines that went through, and then uh, we'll talk about next week and uh, where things are going. Um, so, of course, we're starting with you. You're a Broncos fan, correct, Kyle? I hate you. No, 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 no. I just want to talk about the game. Yes, so, I am a... So, con- first, con- first of all, congratulations to Peyton Manning on the all-time yards record. That's pretty impressive by any means. That is. Every, everybody at the stadium was so... And it didn't take them long to get there. It happened in the first quarter. It was within the first few plays. It was because the last game that he'd played, he'd got down to three yards, I believe, he needed. So the first forward pass for Peyton Manning was the record breaker, yes. So now, you know, Brett Favre congratulated from a tree in, like, South Georgia or whatever the heck he was. Probably probably Mississippi uh, to just get back over the hill. Um, And it was announced today that he's got a partial tear in his plantar fasciitis. In his left foot, I believe it is. Not 100%. I think it I think was his left right. foot. Um, he's also battling a broken rib. Um, just was completely off yesterday. Four interceptions, just 35 yards passing. It's, it's hard to see something like that after such an accomplishment, but it does happen. I mean, he's older, um, especially for a quarterback in the league getting hit so many times um, over the career. It just takes a toll on your body. Plus, he's had several surgeries. And you got to know he's not going to be there forever. I mean, right. people always knew that the, the next surgery, with how miraculous it was and how quickly he came back from it, it wasn't going to be an everlasting thing. It was going to be a three to five six, seven max year extension on his career. Right. Um, so this weekend, you've got, you know, my Bears against your Broncos. Brock Osweiler starting at quarterback. I mean, talk about an Arizona State boy there. Uh, 305 career passing yards. Peyton Manning's thrown for 305 yards 93 times in his career. And I, I'm sorry, we are in week 11. No, this this upcoming week is week eleven. Right. We were in week ten, okay, so yes. we were right. Yes. Um, so I think that that's going to be interesting. I like Brock Osweiler. I liked him in college. I think he's a good quarterback, and I think he's had that kind of Aaron Rodgers type scenario <laughs> sitting behind such a, a seasoned quarterback that it's going to help him. Um, so I don't I don't expect this weekend. I, th- I expect this to be a really good game this weekend. I think so too. And even though Peyton is not playing, um, he's always coaching. No matter what. I mean, even when he is playing, he's coaching his, his defense. He's coaching his special teams. He's coaching everybody. I mean, he's clearly got the coach mentality. Plus, you've got, you know, a pretty good staff there. Uh, in my opinion, Peyton coaches the entire I mean, team. Yeah, I mean, you've got Gary Kubiak, who is a good offensive coordinator. You're not a, not a proven coach. Um, but overall, that's that's a solid solid bunch there. So I think um, we're going to see a great matchup there. Um, and who they're going up against, you know, the Bears – this they're on a bit of a roll right now. It's it's a team that a lot of people were kind of counting out, um, but they're actually not sitting that far out of an NFC wild card spot. I still don't see them getting there, but I see this being a good first season for John Fox and Co. You know, Cutler has been amazing this year under first year offensive coordinator Adam Gase. I mean, Sunday he had 19 of 24 for 258 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks. He's just had a lot better command of the ball, and and nobody can argue that he's a gunslinger. I mean, when he throws the ball, I think it goes faster than anybody else. And they've done really well in the fourth quarter. Um, not really shocked. 
but but somewhat surprised at how well that they did um, in that in kind of the fourth quarter mentality when proven recently that they've been more of a first half type team this season. And it's it's amazing to see you know Cutler's got the all time most game winning touchdowns in the fourth quarter with twelve, which is I mean an astounding thing. A lot of people don't see that. A lot of people want to give him crap. But for people that have stuck with Cuddy and, and want to believe that he's a good quarterback, he is a good quarterback. Does he have his ups and downs? Yeah, he does. Everybody does. But the, he has those games where you look back and you go, he is a great quarterback. And he's not a showstopper by any means, but he has those really solid games. Um, and I'm amazed that they won so handily without you know Matt Forte, with Alshon Jeffrey still not being 100%. You know, um, Jeremy Langford, I, I couldn't be more happy with that draft pick coming out of Michigan State. Um, yesterday, you know, he was the first Bears rookie with a rushing and receiving touchdown in a game since Gale Sayers. Yeah. He had an 86-yard screen that's, pass for a touchdown. Those are big numbers, you know, and that's I – mean, I'm, I mean, I'm impressed. I think the best way to say it was – I, I it was an offensive lineman for us. I think – I, I can't remember who it was. I know it wasn't Kyle Long. I, I think it, it might have been one of our right tackles. But he, he, he was asked what that play was like, and he goes, I mean, Jeremy's just fast as crap. That's just like the easiest way to put it, and I'm like, that's just it. Okay, he's fast as crap. Let's just move on with it. So I think it's going to be a good game this weekend. I think it's an, a win that both teams need. The Broncos coming off of that bad loss, they want to – they're still securely ahead – in, their in the AFC yeah. West, that's important, but they want to keep that lead up there. They don't want to let the Chiefs creep back in, or the or the Oakland Raiders who have yeah, and done pretty well. Like we said, so. Derek Carr is that's one of my top future quarterbacks. I think he's going to take over the league. So what's next? Um, you you've got probably I would say the most unimpressive trade in the offseason had to have been Sam Bradford for Nick Foles. Both of them, I looked at their numbers. Both of them have been equally unimpressive. Um, with Foles, you know, kind of doing okay in certain games, but last week, I mean, against the Bears on Sunday was just atrocious. And the, didn't they put Sanchez in this week too? I think I think so. Just yeah, they put bit. Sanchez in and he did so bad. And then Bradford blew a lead against the Dolphins this weekend. I can't blame him all for that, but you're on a hot streak a little bit, but he's still got like seven touchdowns and like nine interceptions. Like it's just not quarterback numbers, and I thought Foles would be the better of the two coming out of that trade. I didn't see why they would make that trade, but Foles has not done anything in St. Louis. You know, you got to look at it. Is it really the quarterback? I mean, if all quarterbacks are struggling, there's got to be more to it. So you look at the offensive line, you look at the you know the coaching staff, because I don't think it's just a quarterback ever. I mean, sometimes, yes, it's one, but if you've got the line of quarterbacks on your team that are just not doing well... When you look at the Rams, though, they've just got so much potential at receiver, and they've got Gurley, who's just a beast at running back. And that defensive line and that linebacker core is one of the best in the league. It's just astounding. With the they, 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 they need to find something at quarterback. And if that means giving up some of the, a couple of those players to get you one of those elite quarterbacks to get to that next level, you need to do it. You need to stop toying around with it. So fantasy note, if you do have Sam Bradford, just go ahead and... Well, well, I mean, if you've been playing him, what are you doing? Yeah, just go ahead and cut him. <laughs> just get, get rid of him. I There's got to be more more free agent quarterbacks that are just far off better. Play than Case that. Keenum this weekend because Nick Foles got benched in St. Louis and Case Keenum's going to be getting the start. Um, moving on, though. Um, one of the unbeatens kept unbeaten uh, with a win in our backyard, actually, taking down the Titans 27-10 to this weekend. 
Um, and the big story debate was Cam, Cam Newton's Newton. touchdown. Now, I, I like Cam Newton a lot. I liked him in college. I'm still, as a Florida Gator fan, I'm still frustrated that we let him kind of walk away and end up at Auburn and win a national championship. Or get close to winning a national championship. Right. Um, no, they won. No, they, they, won. they won. They won. Sorry. It's been so long. It's been like five years. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and, but it's like... His showboating was just... A lot of people didn't like it, and to an extent it's all right because, you know, you're on top. Like, that's, you're one of the best teams in the league, but you're up 20 to 10, and then you score that touchdown. Why? I mean, you can dance, you can celebrate, but why go that far? It was yeah, just a it's, really long. It's one thing, like, Ocho Cinco to do the salsa, you know, in the end zone for a short amount of time. But when you egg it on, and you've got like the 30 lead, to 40 seconds. and you're playing one of the worst teams in the NFL, what's the point? I did, a, I did kind of like his comments, though, that he's like, if you don't like what I'm doing, then don't let me into the end zone. But it's like, you're one yard out. I mean, you're going to score. Somebody's going to score there. If you don't, that just means your offense is bad. So, I mean, to an extent, it's okay. I like Cam Newton, and I think that team is – I think out of the unbeatens, the team I want to see the, succeed the most is that one. I was a little shocked. Um, it was on Fox, and they were actually showing Steve McNair's son – Big time, you know, Titan, obviously. I was, there when, the he, franchise. I was there when they found his body. And his son had on a Cam Newton jersey. Solid! <laughs> How low is that? I mean, I get that he's a fan, but come on, man. Go to a Panthers game and wear, like, they're at their stadium. Don't, don't come to the Titans <laughs> stadium. Rest in peace, Steve Young. So, Steve Young. Steve McNair. McNair. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> it's late. All right. So we'll move on. What's next? Okay. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins, it, it, just, it seems like he teeters on the edge of greatness every single time he goes out there. He either has a really bad game and everybody's like, oh, it's just Kirk Cousins. Or he has a really good game. And against the Saints, he was just so impressive. Four touchdowns, 21 and 25. And, you know, he went and gave the game ball to his dad who just had surgery. He's, dealing, he's battling cancer currently. It was just a really good feel-good story. And Kirk Cousins just looks like an old cowboy. And I, I just want to see him do well. And I'm, I feel bad because I think RG3 is just done. Um, he's done for now. Um, I think he may. I think he ends up somewhere else. <laughs> you know, he's, he's kind of got that Alex um, Smith or that Matt Castle uh, look to it now. You know, he's probably going to be second string for a while. And then he's going to get picked up by another team. And he's going to start. And he's going to do okay as a veteran. You know what I mean? So I think he'll be okay in the long run. But now, I think Kirk Cousins stays in Washington. I think they're going to keep him around. I mean, the way they manhandled the Saints after the first quarter. It was 14-14. They went on to score 30, 34 unanswered points, 33 unanswered points. So, it's just a dominating performance for them. Um, but, you know, back in the NFC North, like I said, you know, the Bears are, are, aren't out of it. And the Lions helped that a little bit on Sunday. First win at Lambeau over the Packers since in, 1991. Yeah, a long, long 24 time. years, an 18-16 win. And the Packers have lost three straight, albeit two to unbeatens before this. But still, three in a row in the Aaron Rodgers era, that's pretty unheard of. You know, I think every team goes through a rough patch. And even if it's an undefeated team, I mean, we've seen that before. We've definitely seen that before. Teams just do so well, and then something happens, and they struggle. But I think that's a good thing. You know, as, an, as a team that goes undefeated, you've got a lot of pressure coming the end of the season. And if you've got a couple losses under your belt, you're still doing great. You're still leading your conference. Like, you're going to be fine. You know what I mean? And I think they'll go, and they'll make the playoffs – and they may even make it to the championship. I, mean, I don't know if they're going to the Super Bowl. People but. always question. I mean, you think back to when the Colts were 14-0 and 
and benched players, and they didn't go for that perfect regular season. It's always a question of should they or shouldn't they. Um, yeah, you don't want to risk injuries, but sometimes you just want to go for greatness. And and it's just something that's going to be battled. I think it, it, it may help you to sit those guys or to get those, those losses that kind of make your team come together in a way. Um, but that's just something that goes with the territory. Um, What's next? So, you know... The Cowboys, their plan was to, I guess a lot of people were saying their plan was to stay relevant while Tony Romo was out. Um, I mean, that's hard to do without your, your, your quarterback, your signal caller, and not having a really good quarterback back there. Matt Castle started on Sunday. They lost to the Buccaneers, um, and they're sitting at seven losses right now. And they're not exactly out of it because the NFC East hasn't been all that dominant. Um, but with Roma coming back, I mean, they're going to be a different team. He's he's definitely the face of that team, and without him, they are struggling. I, I mean, mean, seven in a row, that's De- ridiculous. Des Bryant's great, but he he can't be great if he doesn't have somebody throwing to him. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. And it was a good thing that the Eagles ended up blowing it. Like I said, Sam Bradford, the Dolphins got that comeback win, and that really just helped them. Um, it gives them more of a chance to come back. It's not easy to come back from 2 and 7. I mean, you've got to win basically 7 straight. Yep. To get in the playoffs. You, maybe you can win the division at 8 and 8 if you beat those division teams who they haven't really played that that much yet. Right. Um which would help. But um the the Patriots win, I mean, that really helped as well with the Giants losing at the last second. I thought that game was over when the Giants took the lead. I thought there was no way that the Patriots were going to pull that out and, and that and they that dropped kick, that interception, man. Uh, oh. And I thought, and I was sitting there thinking, I was like, man, I just, Tom Coughlin's got the Patriots number. And that's like my favorite thing that's been the story the past past few years is just since 07, Tom Coughlin's just had his number. And it's been great. And Goskowski kick was just so close to that inside of that post. It was that, just, just like an inch away from missing that I'm kick. I'm so tired of seeing them win. They're a good team. They are a good team. But I'm. It, it's just like any team that wins so many, you know, I'm sure people were tired of seeing the, the, the Cowboys win or, you know, the Packers win. In the win 90s, yeah, and the Packers back and in the, the 40s Steelers. and 50s and the Steelers in the 70s. Yeah. It, it's something that gets frustrating. I think, but I remember reading on people were talking about this team has the, ha, can finally get over that hump, they say, about the back of the 2007 season. And some people were thinking that they might be able to pull it off, a 19-0 season. I don't want to put it out of the realm of possibilities. It definitely is, but I don't want to see it. I don't think there's any guarantee to the amount of injuries we've seen in the league this year. I don't think it's good for a football, to be honest, to see a 19-0 no. team. I think it's better when there's really great competition and to see one of those uh, those underdogs knock off Absolutely. the big team. I mean, the 07 Super Bowl is still probably one of the most watched Super Bowls of all time. Um, great year. It was just a good year for football. And then back again in, in 20, was it 2012? I believe so. Or it might have been 2011. So hard to keep track. It Literally, it's just every year. Um, but just those games and, like, the rematch idea and then the, the Giants still winning, it just adds a really cool dynamic. And I remember that 2007 year, the Patriots beat the Giants in the last week of the regular season and then lost to them in the Super Bowl. So I kind of want to see this Giants team do it again. It's go, always go a great Go all matchup. the way. Go all the way and Eli take them down again. So what's next on our list? Um... The the one we talked about extending that lead, the Broncos want to do it this weekend. Um, the Cardinals did it last weekend. Uh, well, this past weekend, they got a big win over 
Seattle on Sunday night, the 39-32 win. Um, it's just solid for them. Carson Palmer was slinging the ball like he usually does. That offense was ki- kicking, and they Michael Floyd on. is really good. They held on. It was a rough third third quarter for sure. Um, multiple turnovers. Um, offensive line just fell apart. And we're watching that game in the first half, and they're talking about how the pocket was so secure. And if you had Carson Palmer on your fantasy lineup, you were scoring big time. He was making passes. They were scoring. And then something something clicked with that with that Seattle defense. You could just, never count them out. Even with Arizona sitting at seven and two, even with Seattle sitting at four and five, you cannot count them out. I do not count the Seahawks out ever. I still think they secure wild card berth. So fantasy wise, um, who who is a key player for you? This well, I was going to talk about the, the. I was just going to run through the slate really quickly sure, and absolutely. then go off our matchups based off that. So you've got the battle of. Uh, uh, I don't even want to call it anything. Tennessee and Jacksonville is the Thursday game this week in one of those other great Thursday night matchups. Um, Denver-Chicago at noon on Sunday. You've got Oakland and Detroit. Uh, both those teams coming off really good wins. Um, Indianapolis at Atlanta. The Jets at Houston. you got Tampa Bay traveling to Philly. Um, Washington at Carolina. I think that's going to be a really good game on Sunday. Um, Dallas travels to Miami. St. Louis... And Case Keenum traveled to Baltimore. Um, Kansas City goes to San Diego. Green Bay heads to Minnesota. San Francisco, Seattle, that, that matchup's lost a lot of luster this past couple of years, but it, it'll still be a good game that, that afternoon. The Sunday night game is the Bengals and the Cardinals. That's going to be the be- one of the best matchups of the week. And then, oh, man, Buffalo and New England. I'm looking for Buffalo to pull the upset off there. That's no- nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, it's funny you talk about the Sunday night game going to be a great one. That's Carson Palmer's you know, like stomping grounds is back in Cincinnati. And that's where he really... Though it's in Arizona, but... Well, yes, but okay, but, but that's his team. You know, you, you go back and you play your old team. I mean, Peyton's done that. You know, that's a tough thing to do. Brett Favre did that a lot. And, you know, it's it's never easy to go back and play your old team. But I think it makes for a definitely, definitely a great matchup. I think it's easily going to be the best matchup of the week. Um, so what players are you looking at playing this weekend? The players that I'm definitely going to play, which I'm, I don't know how your league is set up. The league that I'm in, I hate it, um, but um, it, it's just it's a it's the way that's set up is a running back gets a half a point for every time they touch the ball, which can make for huge numbers if you've got a lot of attempts. Um, so for me, um, I'm picking up. I hope I say his name right. Um, or I'm I'm playing Charkandrick. Charkandrick. Is that his name? Yeah, Chark Hendrick. Chark Hendrick West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for my for my league, he picked up 42 points this week, and I sat him on my bench because they were playing the number one defense in the NFL this past week at, at Denver. So I was really expecting him not to get much. But, you know, he, he, was, he didn't even get that many running rushing yards. It was two touchdowns off two little, you know, bursts. And he so. was one of our guys to pick up on our waiver wire thing on sidelines last week. We said if you're looking to pick somebody up, go with Chark Hendrick West. And he did. He, he vultured a couple touchdowns. It was very important for Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely. So that's my player for the week to pick up. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard for me to kind of think about who who I want to. You know, there's a lot of teams on the bye with really good good players uh, for matchups. Um, um, you know, I, I, it's it's just hard to think about who you want to play. I look at my lineups. And there's nobody that extremely stands out to me. Um, but in that Denver-Chicago matchup, if Matt Forte is still out, I'm kind of looking to see Jeremy Langford put up some big numbers. Um, he may not get 150 yards on the ground, but he does catch the ball well out of the 
out of the flat, and he does good on screenplays. Yeah. So if if I'm looking for him, I'm I'm looking for him to get get 15 to 20 points this weekend against Denver. It's going to be a great week, I think, across the across the entire league. Yeah, there's some um, there's some sorry matches, but there's also some great matches this week. So I think we're going to see a lot of excitement. Um, you never know what's going to happen. This some, this year has been up and down, a lot of injuries, a lot of substitutions. I mean, a lot of rookies, and I mean, I guess not rookies, but first timers coming in and backups showing us what they got. And it's a, it's been about those hidden gems. It hasn't been about those showstoppers in the first round. Absolutely, and that's been the most important thing. Was well, that it for us today? I think that's going to wrap it up. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. You're listening to Every Man's Fantasy Football Podcast. Once again, I'm co-host Kyle Elliott, and with me, Connor Ulrich. And we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.